0: where parents were invited into the classroom and they had this little exercise set up. I thought we were just going to watch what they were doing, but no, we were invited to do this thing where basically um, there were pieces of paper on the table with one piece that had been cut a certain way and we were asked to replicate what this cut piece looked like. Uh, We weren't allowed to pick up the paper and the teacher said, can you talk aloud as you're problem solving so the kids can see what you're doing? And it was really challenging. I didn't know what I was doing. It was very frustrating. What we didn't realize is that the teacher was taking notes on what we were saying. Then the kids had a go and we were asked to write down what they said. And then at the end, we all sat down together and picked out what illustrated a growth mindset and what was fixed, which was an awesome exercise, but kind of a little bit um, embarrassing as well, which we'll talk about a bit in a minute. Stephanie Wicker is a behavior expert and parenting educator at Simply Kids. She joins us now. Hi, Steph. How are you?
1: Hi. Oh, Thank you so much for having me today.
0: Now, I just talked about how we picked out what words were What um, ways of speaking was a growth mindset and what was fixed? Can you explain
1: what that means, growth mindset? So what are we talking about here? Absolutely. So while you guys were sitting down and cutting that paper together, what the teacher was listening for is how you were coping with the challenges and how you were describing the experiences as you go. So often we focus on the outcome and the success rather than the attempt. And I think that what she's doing through this experience, and I'd love to hear the results, by the way. (laughs) I'm really eager to hear more about this, but I think what she's going for is how were you coping and how were you able to express what you were thinking as you attempted the process. And this is so good for kids to listen in on and to see you guys going through the exact same challenge, learning something, not really knowing what you're doing, stumbling around, figuring it out as you go, and how you cope with that process. I think that this is a wonderful experiment because so often we're tempted to look at the final product and be like, oh, you cut out a heart. That looks beautiful. Well, what about all the challenges it took and like the tweaking and the turning of the page and the page is floppy and now I can't cut anymore. And we get frustrated so quickly. How did we cope with the process?
0: Oh, well, I didn't cope very well. Let's <laughs> put it that way. I mean, what was interesting was when, as soon as I knew what she was doing, I was like, Oh no, because yes. I was like, oh no, she's really got me now. And the interesting thing for me as a parent was listening back to it. Mm. the children were much more um, positive. So I was saying things like, oh, this is, this is really hard or this is too hard. And somebody else was like, oh, they never made us do this in kindergarten because yes. our kids are in grade one. And, and then the children, um. We're actually kind of uh, not just for themselves, but also saying to each other, I'll keep going, you can do it. And I kind of, um, do you think in your experience that children are more likely to have a growth mindset as in look at what they're doing and be positive about it than adults?
1: That's such a great question. That is absolutely how I see it. So kids are so much more resilient. They're more adaptive. They're more flexible than we are by far. And often what actually gets in the way is us. We get in the way of the process, you know, like, oh, don't do it that way. Or, oh, stop crying. Or you shouldn't have done that. See what happens. And we're so quick to jump in with those lectures and the overcorrection. And we actually start to, we almost pass on that fixed mindset of our own. And then they start to associate all the lecture and the shame of when I make a mistake because I get, you know, I get corrected all the time. I spilled my drink and now I'm in trouble or I fell off the couch. I shouldn't have been jumping. And what happens is they start to take less risk because they feel ashamed. Right. So it's interesting that you ask that because if we just take a step back. And if we just celebrate the process and validate, you know, when they get hurt rather than go in with a lecture, instead, just, you know, empathize with them in the moment and try to refrain, you know, bite your tongue, <laughs> don't say what you're thinking just for a second, <laughs> and allow them to just experience and embrace the failure. It's okay. Um, a lot of the times, what we'll find is that the growth mindset is actually way easier to teach because children are going to be drawn to it. They're so much more resilient than we are. We just got to kind of get out of the way a little bit and then celebrate that process as they go. And oh, there's just so much more adaptive than we are, aren't they? They are. I I mean, just to give us a practical example, Mm, let's say that
0: um, our child has, let's say they are jumping on the lounge. I think many of us can (laughs) understand this. They jump off the lounge, they fall and they hurt themselves. Mm. Um, What would probably happen in most households is you'll hear a parent say, I told you not to jump on the lounge and now you've hurt yourself. So there you go. I don't feel sorry for you. Yes. What would be a way of um, addressing that, trying to encourage
1: that growth mindset? Okay. So I think that there's two ways of looking at it. So we have to see it from the parent's point of view, right? And of course, the child's point of view. So there's there's two sides of the interaction going on. I think that the best thing to do is to empathize and understand that your child is been hurt. You know, first, let's get that cuddle. Let's get that out of the way first. I think that we dive in with, let me make this a teaching moment right now. (laughs) And instead, it's like, no, 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 no. Just, Just allow them to cry. Allow them to experience, oh, this is why she says not to jump on the couch. You <laughs> know, allow them to come to that own conclusion on their own, which they will, by the way. You know, we don't have to say that. So instead, we we cuddle them, and we embrace them. We go, "Are you okay? Okay." And now that they're calm, now we can actually talk about it. Once they've gotten past that moment of upset, and by the way, once we're feeling emotional, once we're reactive, we're not in a state to really address this and to have an open conversation about, you know, who cares about a growth mindset when we're hurt, you know, we're upset right now. I don't care. You don't want to hear about it right now. But if instead we just go into it with intention, knowing that I'm going to empathize with my child. I'm going to comfort them first. Then let's talk about it. You know, let's talk about it later. So remember earlier today when you're jumping on the couch and you got hurt, you know, why do you think that might have happened? What's another way that we can jump without, you know, without getting hurt next time, allow them to solve their own problem. But you want to do it in a sense where they feel safe, they feel secure, and they feel relevant, like they're part of the conversation. So if we dive in with that overcorrection, then they're not going to feel like they're part of the conversation. And most Likely they're actually going to resist that lesson rather than embrace it. You're listening
0: to Kindling Conversation. I'm speaking with Stephanie Wicker. She's a behavior expert and parenting educator at Simply Kids. We're talking about the idea of a growth mindset and what that might mean in our family context. I started learning about it from my daughter's school. I'm very excited that they're teaching that to her. Um, the way I think about it, Stephanie, I'd be curious if you agree with this interpretation. I, when I think about the growth mindset, I think about my attitude to maths and anything financial. I feel like when I was at school, I didn't do so well at maths. So I thought, "I'm I'm just not good. I'm just no good at maths. I'm never going to be good at maths." And therefore, my mindset was fixed. Like I still have not gotten through that. A growth mindset would have been going. I didn't do so well this time, but I can keep working on it, and eventually, I'll get there. And um, would that be the way that? is is easier for adults to process. That's what a growth mindset is. it's It's not thinking that you're finitely
1: in unable to do certain things. Yes, absolutely. So when we experience a fixed mindset, it's it's pretty much what it sounds like. So you get fixated on the problem. When we are so focused in on the challenge that we're experiencing, whether it's something new or something that's happened before that didn't feel very nice, whatever that trigger is for us, the moment that we become fixated on it, What happens is what I like to call internal whys. We we start having this thought process, and it's always reactive and emotional because our brain has experienced something that's new and unexpected, so our brain identifies it as a stressor. And the moment that we experience that stressor, we start asking, you know, why can't I do this? Why is this so hard for me? Why can't I figure out this math problem, (laughs) right? And all of these questions just start flooding, and very quickly, we amplify the problem. So what started as, yeah, this is a little bit challenging, has now turned into, why can't I ever do this? And it just amplifies and grows out of control because we're asking ourselves those questions. And what's really fascinating, and I know I'm going very in-depth here, but bear with me for a second, because the brain has a physiological response to answer those questions. So as soon as you start asking why questions, why can't I do this? Why is this so hard? Why am I struggling with math? You know, a third grader could do it. Why am I having a hard time? Our brain starts to answer it. Well, because you're stupid, because, you know, you're silly, because you don't know anything, because, you know, you never studied in school. (laughs) You come up with all these reasons that validate your own self-doubt. So that 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 makes the problem not only bigger, but it becomes insurmountable. Okay, I'm going to avoid that altogether. That's too hard now. And we resist it. That's a fixed mindset. That is ultimately what's happening in your brain when you're doing that. So a growth mindset is when rather than listening to those why questions, which are going to happen for all of us, we are able to first we're aware of it. You know, so self-awareness is the first step in being mindful is being aware of, of what is our trigger? What makes us react? For you, it's math. (laughs) For some people, it's other things. Um, but being aware of it and then now adding in a new question. So rather than focusing on why can't I get this right every time, why is this so hard for me? Instead, it's what's the next step, you know, or, or how can I get better at this? And that That ability to be flexible with our thinking, it takes so much self-control. Like, it's not easy. It's simple, but it's not easy. Let's be serious. It it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of practice. But once we get good at asking that question, what's the next step? What's, you know, how can I get better at this? Then what you'll find is you'll start to foresee a positive outcome. Okay, someday I am going to be really good at this, and this is how I get there. The same way that your brain answers those why questions, remember, Your brain is going to start to fill in the gap with the what is the next step question. And you will start to create your own avenue, your own roadmap to being really good at math. (laughs) And it might look different for everyone. For you, it might be like, all right, well, I'm going to take a few minutes and just practice this. Uh, You know, not when it's taxes time, not when it's important and I'm stressed. I'm going to do this just... You know, when I'm calm and just for myself to learn from myself. And what you'll find is you have so much more clarity when you don't have that extra pressure on you got to get this right right now. Instead, take it out of the moment and practice then when you're calm. It feels to me, I I
0: mean, I, I kind of thought about this topic and talking to you about it, about how we introduce it to the family. But the more I speak to you, the more I feel like. We as parents need to embrace this way of thinking in order to help our children do it because you say children naturally kind of go that way anyway. Mm. It's us that have these blockages. Yes. Yes. So it's role modelling. So that's what we've got to work on.
1: Always. Always, no, no matter what it is you want to teach, it's always going to begin with us. Now, there are little things that we can do. I always encourage parents and educators to see themselves as coaches. No matter what it is you're trying to teach, think of yourself as a coach. So resilience, mindfulness, growth mindset, whatever you want to call it, um, you know, they're all kind of the same thing, right? And I try to see myself as like a resilience coach. You know, I am here to, to take you through the process and to guide you through it and to support you. But ultimately, it's up to that child to discover the true benefits of a growth mindset. I can model it all I want, but through conversations, activities and spending time on the floor and truly coaching them through it, that's the most effective approach to anything that you're trying to teach. Oh dear, I've got a bit of work to do.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Stephanie, thank you so much for coming and speaking to us about this. Oh,
1: thank you for having me.
0: That was Stephanie Wicker from Simply Kids. And if you'd like to learn more about the growth mindset, you can find information at her website. We'll pop up links on kindling.com.au.
1: You've been listening to Kindling Conversation. If you enjoyed it, there's plenty more where that came from.
0: Find other stories and interviews at our website. Just head to kindling.com.au.